0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory.
1: Sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue.
2: And this is ZD Donahue.
1: And it's nice to be recording while I'm not on death's doorstep. I think that my family is finally getting over sickness. Mallory
2: thinks she was really sick.
1: I was really sick, everyone was sick. The baby's still sick. I don't, I, like, God. Anyway, I shouldn't have said anything about getting better. Yeah.
2: Why are you talking about it?
1: <laughs> probably gonna, they're probably gonna get sick again or get something else. All right. So today we're going to talk about mistakes that you can make in your sewing room that are... Avoidable. That are avoidable. Yes. That we've made, right? Right. Some of them. They're, some of them we haven't made, right, Mom? Probably not. <laughs> Have you ever threaded with your presser foot down?
2: Maybe not. That's what I was talking uh, yeah. about. That's Maybe what... not.
1: <laughs> I have. I've accidentally done that on the serger. Yeah,
2: if I if I've, if I've mm-hmm. done it, it's been on the serger. I would say.
1: I think so too. This machine's harder. More
2: than that, what I do is sew with the foot up on the serger because I've threaded with it. All up. right,
1: let's just jump right in. Yeah. Okay. All right. So on your serger, on your serger, <laughs> and this is one way to avoid this, yes. right? Yes.
2: Test, people. Test. <laughs> okay. You should have scraps next to your serger yeah. at all times. Probably next to your sewing machine, too. I We have like a bucket of scraps, yes. right? Sizable scraps. They have all kinds of stuff in them, too. But so when I thread the serger, and I'm telling you, baby lock sergers only screw up if you, if you do. screw up, yeah. It's not the serger. <laughs> but run, you know... The first time I, I um, thread anything, I run a sample through. I run a piece of something through to see if I've got stitch formation. I
1: used to not do this. Right. I kind of, like, resisted it because, geez, like, 95% of the time. It works. Everything's just fine. But then I would see what really converted me here yeah. was surgery class at the shop. Okay. Because uh-huh. we would always put a little sample of right. what in it. Like Mom said, the scrap bin has everything in it. Put some knit in there. Put some woven yeah. in there. It's
2: whatever you've been working on. Yes. You just throw a little bit of it in. And so, the, in if you're there.
1: about to sew a woven, yeah, you kimono, can check on a woven. Yeah. Boom, send a woven through. If you, and and if you cut things out, okay, you just cut out your garment. Right. You've got all those scraps. You got all those scraps. Cut out some rectangles. Take them over there. Okay. If you don't want them to be like irregularly shaped, but I would see at the shop someone would send a sample through, and I'd have to go troubleshoot, and it was simple things like you didn't have the right stitch selector right there your thread is caught under the spool right you didn't snap your thread into your tension disc. right or your foot's up right what's it look like when your foot is up
2: a really loose, loose, loose kind of thing going on. There's
1: no tension, right? Right, right. The it's tension distance like, aren't down. It's
2: like this really loose, it's almost, por- it's like, it's probably forming the stitch. But it's so loose, it's never going to hold.
1: Yeah, the, the thread. It's like making
2: the crochet of the stitch, but it's not tight enough to ever hold uh, it.
1: I did this one time. I don't mean to get off a tangent on our first tip, but that's just, it's what you guys have signed up for, I think, um, by listening to the podcast. <laughs> we should call it the tangent podcast. Yes. I was doing a live video one time. Oh, yeah, I started, and you broke the needle 42 times. I broke the times. needle like four times. And one time I was starting sewing with my presser foot up on accident, right. you know, and it just – so I broke the needle. That can happen. Right. You know, because the foot's not in the right position. Right. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time. But, yeah, oh, gosh, it was just – it was a wreck. And then one time I was making a skirt, and I started sewing. It was supposed to be the simplest skirt. supposed to have an elastic casing and be a rectangle Okay, right. started surging with the presser foot up. Oh man, now I got to take this all out, and it took me forever well, to take well, it plus out. Plus,
2: you've cut off your seam allowance. Yes, so, then so you, started... now you've got
1: a you know a funky edge. Okay, so, so then I start again. Yeah, didn't put the presser foot down, <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe I tried one more time, yeah. <laughs> and I once again like, I, it just took me so long to like get it all back together right. how i wanted it and right. i just forgot again and i just threw it away i was so frustrated so it looks really loose it can sound funny oftentimes we can hear it from far away i remember sam was in here one day uh surging and i said yeah. oh stop you the, know, sa- the
2: sound is different if, different if you're paying attention yes
1: why does this happen why 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 does this happen on the surger why is it easy to start sewing with your presser foot up
2: because we don't lower and raise our presser foot on our serger we usually sew, you know we start sewing with the presser foot down that's right. So we're just in that assumption mode of it's down. But when, when you're threading it, that presser foot should be up to open those tension discs. Okay, the other
1: thing I was going to say is your foot is spring-loaded. It is
2: spring-loaded, so it's hard to see. It's not as high.
1: It looks like it's right. down. it looks
2: like it's down. And it, and the noise is not as funky as if you did it on your serger. Sure, or your sewing machine. Or your, on your sewing machine, right. It's not quite as funky. So if you... Because, first of all,
1: your serger's loud.
2: Yes, your serger's yeah. loud.
1: So the toe of the foot will look like it is close right. to the Right. It looks it looks
2: pretty close. And, and and if your fabric is thick, it really looks close. And
1: like you said, you don't you're not in that habit of necessarily always putting right. it down. Right. So just searching. don't
2: fool with it
1: when you're sewing. And I just want to interject here, Mom, okay, let's do a separate podcast about all the ways you can thread a machine wrong. Oh, okay, okay. Let's leave them out of this okay. one. Because we have other ideas. That's a good idea. Isn't it a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that it was Bronwyn who shared this on Instagram and this is a great tip um and something that I've been known to do over pinning this is all about layers this this little this little uh-huh. uh whatever. Oh, so she tangent pinned that we're gonna she get. pinned
2: like the front to the back
1: and didn't mean to or well, something. Well, no, she said I I learned from someone oh. else not to do this and this inspired this podcast for me because I thought you can know things ahead of time. And avoid oh, yeah. Them. You, can make, you can
2: make mistakes that you know are there.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Or, or like you that can... you're
2: aware of and you're making them.
1: No, what I'm trying yeah, to say right. is someone can post a thing that you can avoid. That's what right, this is supposed right. to be. So she had a t shirt that was all the way constructed. Okay. Like side seams and everything. She's putting a pocket on it. And she said, I put my ruler, her big wide cutting ruler,
2: behind the. Between the two, between layer, the between two between layers. Between the front and the back. So she uh-huh. could pin the pocket on.
1: Inside the garment, she right. pin the pocket and she did not accidentally pin right. her back to her right. front and then sew it on. So you can do that. You can place something in between there. It can be like a file folder. Right. Anything. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. So this is like um, on something that's already constructed. Right. Now, another thing you can do if you know where your pocket should be. Before you put everything together, right? Clear it on first. You could put it on first, but I do but, understand.
2: I mean, it, and again, people will sew, you know, a layer on that they don't mean to. Uh, fabric gets folded underneath. Yes. yes. So, you know, that is something, make sure you're, it's clear. Make sure you're on the layers you wanna be on. You know, that's why a clean, you know, Space with probably an extension table is a good idea for most two people. That helps a lot.
1: Yeah. So if you're if you are doing something and your garment or your other fabric gets folded underneath, right. So always be with that left hand. I'm always kind of like feeling. I feel too. I feel smoothing. Through. I'm
2: always I so by feel and what's under there and does it feel the same as I'm going through. And I would just welcome
1: you to like just get a little paranoid about something going right.
2: Through. Well, <laughs> if you've ever done. An immense amount of bridal alterations. Oh, gosh. Because you wind up turning that wedding dress inside out and upside down, and you're inside of it, and you don't want to catch an extra layer. Right. Because you don't ever want to touch that anymore, and you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it. it's like, you know, it, you wrestle the dress. That's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. You wrestle the dress. So, you know, making sure that's clear and taking that extra little thought and that extra little sweep of the hand underneath or whatever you need to do,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. This can be especially dangerous on a serger. Yes. Where there's a blade involved. Because you cut. So you can, like, cu- I I was teaching a young man once how to, like, slim up a pair of pants. right? And I really thought we had it all out sure. of the way. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I don't really blame myself for this because you can't you can't sew for someone right. you know, when you're teaching them. But he totally caught like part of the leg into his seam. The other
2: leg or the same leg. Same leg. Yeah. Let's
1: just say they were really slim after that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too. It doesn't even have to be that extra piece of fabric. It can be like the
1: same thing you're working on. And gets yeah. a double fold to you know, it or that's something. that's awful. Yeah. That's terrible. No, sometimes that can happen. It's not a huge deal. Right. I've had it happen where it's just a little pickup, yep. and I'm like, okay, well, you know. Right. That was a itty-bitty part on my right. waistband and my But like underwear. you said, with the serger, you could be slicing into something. You could cut off right. something. So you need, once again, be
2: listening. Well, that's the other thing on your cutting table. It really should be totally clear when you start. Yeah, there shouldn't be pins on it. There shouldn't be other fabrics. There shouldn't be projects you've finished or, you know, your, and your, we, either the jacket you're copying shouldn't be laying on, no. the, on the
1: table. Oh, gosh. This so ties into the issue right. of So Long and So Happy that we just published. A, a couple of the tips were right. have an IV pole in your sewing room. Right. So if you're copying something or you want something off your cutting table, an IV pole is a mobile hanging station. Right. Okay? And then also... I wanted to say that something I've almost done before is I've had out fabrics that I was like trialing. Yeah. And we roll up our fabrics. Right. We sushi okay? our fabric. Yes. Fabric sushi. You lay the smaller pieces inside the big piece, and you roll it up. Okay. And I've had I've been cutting and I'm like, oh, I'm getting close to like this fabric roll that right. I'm not using. It's just but laying on my cutting table right. because I was looking at it or right. something put it away, clear off that cutting table, and clearing it of pins, Mom, what a great idea. Yeah, because
2: if you roll over or cut through a pin, scissors or rotary cutter, you've just screwed your blade. Right, yeah. You know, the other thing about cutting, and this was a rule of mine, Hillary and I taught this to each other um, during a big costume uh, extravaganza one holiday weekend when we had to, like, you know, I had to, like, crank out a bunch of costumes You know, those hundreds of costumes that's not possible for me Mm -hmm. to do? Uh, Well, I was doing that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, don't cut when you're tired. Yeah. You know, you can sew when you're tired and unsew when you're not tired. Then you can fix sewing. Cutting, it's hard to fix.
1: It really is. It is
2: hard to fix. And I'm thinking of one big thing we did, you know. And I did fix it. Right. But... I, I stood in the middle of the studio and just, like,
1: let out swore <laughs>
2: for, like, five minutes. And Hillary just stood there, like, because we didn't know whose fault it was. You sure. Know? And w- she got paler and paler and paler. And then finally I said, I think I have an idea.
1: Well, if, you know. if we ever do get to host a retreat, it's been kind of a crazy year with me having a new baby and right. stuff. But maybe we could have, like, a performance piece of you yeah with your – string of sewing work.
2: Do you remember when I was the costume fairy? No. You don't. What do you
1: mean? I like I, all I, your life? Oh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I wore like a silver lame
2: leotard and I had wings at Oh, at yeah. The, do you remember that? Okay. Silver lame <laughs> leotard.
1: I'm going to talk about cutting. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Be be careful well, when this, you cut. This. And here here's the other thing I want to say. Like when I was doing those hundreds of costumes. Uh-huh. So you're making like 23 of something yeah and you have 20 of them done if you make a wrong cut and you're at the end of your fat you know you only have so much fabric you don't have enough you might have to make the 23 over again because you cannot be different if you can't match the fabric right. you're, you're dead
1: Yeah. yeah okay with cutting another mistake to avoid don't rush cutting either right okay we were cutting out these kimonos the kimono pattern is in the So Long So Happy magazine. I, I keep bringing it up. This is like the perfect – I didn't know this was going to tie in so well. <laughs> okay. You were cutting out a kimono, and it – that was the longest part of the kimono construction yes. process. It, it almost always is. Was not just cutting, yeah. but laying Lay the layout, out the, the layout fabric. and the cutting – is often the most tedious of the process, and it's a bit tedious with the kimono because it's a lot of fabric, right. and it's all one piece. Right. Sometimes it's not. If you want to put a shoulder seam in, you can. But so, what's important there is you're getting everything lined up. You're making sure there are no bubbles. And you've said before, and this was this is something that I've really tried to take to heart. All these sewing tips, all the all the knowledge you think you learn, right? All the shortcuts. They all depend on accurate cutting.
2: You know, we just did a podcast on chil- children sewing, mm-hmm. and in Nancy Zeeman's book, she says, "Cut this out for the child." One reason the big person is cut, the big partner, she calls yeah. it, I think, the big partner is cutting out the fabric is so that the little partner can be successful. Because if you are not correct in your cutting. It is not going to, you can't, it's not going to work.
1: No, you can't do like. It's the
2: first step
1: in the, in your, in
2: your process, you know, of getting it right.
1: Right. So when you are laying out that fabric, making sure there are no bubbles underneath, no folds. No ripples, whatever. You're running your hand across that fabric. And uh, let's talk about, let's take a message break and then talk about wrong and right sides of fabric and left and right pattern pieces. Yeah. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom.
2: I heard you were easy.
1: Oh, no! How what does did... that mean? No, it means what What you, I think what you really heard was, Wow, well, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, yes. that, uh, you know,
2: I should have known if that you're... it was something about something you made.
1: Like you said, you're getting into your golden years, sometimes <laughs> You know, miss mishearing things, it happens. No, you are right? the one
2: that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pens about it.
1: Okay. So, uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted, short-sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric and you draft the Easy Tee to fit your measurements by taking the T class.
2: Well, how do I take this class?
1: It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash EZT. That's just E-A-S-Y-T.
2: Is this on my computer?
1: It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short easily consumable segments some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again but some of which you might want to revisit so you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you
2: and I can vouch Mallory's easy tea is a lot easier than Mallory is
1: <laughs> once again go to sohere.com slash to begin your pattern drafting journey so And we're back. <laughs> mom, mom added a new topic. We're we're getting into it. Uh, so, when you are cutting out a pattern piece, for let's let's say, well, um, when you're cutting out a project, when you're cutting out a project, and
2: you have a fabric, mm-hmm. and you're not sure what is the public side. <laughs> Or the non public side, because I don't believe in a right or a wrong side.
1: Public versus non public.
2: Because sometimes I have made things with a combination of both sides of the fabric together. You've publicized both sides of the fabric. I have. I've made both sides public. Okay. Okay. Because they're complementary to each yeah. other often.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. How do you how do you make sure that you are putting right sides together? Well, I
2: mean, if if there is such a slight discrepancy that you cannot tell the difference mm-hmm. right mark it put a piece of tape on it do tape. something like that the so low-tech painter's tape if you don't have it in your sewing room go now okay there's a
1: good affiliate link yeah <laughs> painter's tape Painter's
2: tape. <laughs> tape, low-tech okay yeah um not not masking tape, not not any other kind of tape, because if you leave any other kind of tape on, the glue will tend to get, you know, migrate into the fabric in some right. way. You need the low tack.
1: So I do this. I I had people do this with the the ginger jeans, uh-huh. and that's I just want to this this is sort of a combination mistake to avoid. Right. Obviously, a lot of denim, it's very easy to see which side is the wrong right. and the right side. But you can also get confused when you're laying out a pattern. That's right. And you are supposed to cut out like a right leg and a left leg. That's correct. Okay. And a lot of cutting layouts have you get around this by you folding the fabric in half. Right. Normally you fold it in half, right sides together. You put down that one pattern piece, you cut them, and now they're And then image. you'll
2: get your mirror images.
1: Now – So there's where you could maybe get confused. Right. You can't remember which is the left or the right. Well, and when you say fold in half,
2: you need to be going selvage to selvage in most instances. Yes.
1: Okay. So you can get confused there. So use your painter's tape to mark left leg, right right leg. And what
2: you can do ahead of time is make those labels. Yes. Yes. Right out, you know, left leg, right, which would be R L L L. However, you what what whatever, whatever you, you whatever yeah. you've decided your abbreviations are going to be, and then as you use them, you know you've done that piece.
1: That's awesome, Mom. So just you like I would unroll some painters right. tape. We just put it on the cutting table. I just I just mark it, mark it, mark it, and then I go with my my rotary rotary cutter cutter
2: and go in between do, 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 each do. marking.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's where you are trying to keep left and a right leg. Right. Separate. Or sleep, whatever it's or gonna sleeve, be. Da, 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 da. But if you uh, that's on the you know, when you've cut out unfolded right. folded fabric, but if you have a pattern piece that you need to cut everything on a single layer, right? Okay, because it's too large for the fabric, or it's right. recommended to cut on a single layer, or you're trying to match plaids, or da 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 da, um that's where that can get confusing and you don't know if you've done it yet, and you have to flip your pattern piece. Over. And if you've cut one out
2: already, what you do, and if you're mm-hmm. confused, is you can take that piece mm-hmm. you have cut out, and you can look at it, and you can lay it on the fabric, right, right side or together. wrong side mm-hmm. together, Correct. and you will get the mirror image.
1: Also, on your pattern, so I, like, on the ginger jeans pattern, okay, right. Got a front leg and a back leg pattern. Uh-huh. That's what you yes. have. Yes, yes. You can write on your pattern piece, okay? Yes. Like when you lay it down, this is actually the right leg. Yes. And then you can flip it over. That's right. And say left leg. Yes. If that confuses you. So your, your tip with the labels to know like, oh, I've, I've already cut out the left leg. Right. Or something is good to combine, I think, with that. So if you do ever draft your own pattern... Let's say you draft your own T-shirt pattern, right. And the sleeve is not symmetrical or That's something right. like that. Okay. If what, you, yeah. What we're
2: saying is sometimes the back of the sleeve has more more fabric in it than the front of the sleeve. Yeah.
1: So it's not cut on the fold. It does matter. So,
2: so your hump is not mm-hmm. um, symmetrical.
1: Well, an your and even I'll I'll kind of take this back a little bit. You can do it anyway because you might be doing something with a fabric print, or if you have a cuff. If you have a cuff, the cuff faces a certain way. Whatever, yeah. So you like can that. have a right and left sleeve. Yes. So when you lay that sleeve down on the fabric, you know you right. can write this is the right sleeve, and then you can turn the pattern piece over, yep, and label that as the left sleeve. You need to figure that out though. Don't. And- The same
2: thing can happen. (laughs) Same thing can happen with a split front, like on a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Or a shirt. Oh. There can be a left front and a right front. Yes. There might be more fabric on one side or the other because they may have have you folding it back to get your placket.
1: Yeah, there will what mom is saying here is that there's only one pattern piece. Right. Sometimes. But they are having you cut two different Right. They're telling you
2: that to make you know have this extra piece in there or Mm -hmm. whatever.
1: And they will say, you know, cut these out in your image. So Mm -hmm. maybe you cut it out on a folded And if you're
2: not sure what's right or what's left, when you're looking at it, pick the pattern piece up. Put it it on on your your body. body and go, This will be on the left side and it's supposed to be the piece with the extra piece on it. And then take it and lay it right down on that fabric, you know,
1: right side up. I've seen a lot of those, they don't necessarily tell you to fold back, like what would be the Mm -hmm. placket or whatever. It'll say cut here, this line or whatever. It can get really confusing. So labeling those pieces for the future, because a lot of us, right, we get to sew a half hour at a time. So should I tell you about
2: Hillary's wedding dress?
1: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And how to avoid it.
2: (laughs) So Hillary had a two-piece wedding dress, which would have been a corseted top, you know, and a skirt. And... She was really, she started out that she wanted a full skirt and then she wanted a slim skirt and then she couldn't decide what skirt she wanted. And I gave her this, the, the, you know, she was getting married on Saturday and I said, I will be deciding what kind of skirt you wear Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. if you have not given me a final decision, right? Right. So she gave me a final decision and what she wanted is what I call a bell-shaped skirt. Okay. Very, very almost a triangle it was not real full you know but it it flared out right but it was a long skirt and it had a small train to it mm-hmm. right in the back so this i i drafted the skirt in four pieces right okay so it meant that the zipper was off center in the side back okay okay cuz there were no side seams mm-hmm. there were like a side front, two side, you know, two side fronts and two side backs. I get It was it. four pieces. I'm, I'm
1: gonna make some underwear like this. Yes, it was four <laughs>
2: pieces. Right. It was four because I've been thinking about some because underwear. Because she kept saying I don't want it to poof out. You know, so she was
1: trying to really smooth the hip out. Yes. Yeah. She
2: just wanted it to come straight, straight down. Straight. You know, and you can't do an A line that big or you'll sure. get this flat, funny look. Yeah. So you have to have those four pieces, okay. So I'm embroidering this fabric and cutting it out and everything. And the last thing I really have to do just about is set the zipper, right? <laughs> and it's only like a seven-inch um, invisible zipper. Right. It's This is not a big deal for me, right? So that <laughs> – so I waited to put the back piece in that was the train piece, right? So right. that back piece was longer than the front piece, yes. right? Went in perfect, or zipper went in perfectly. Then I go to sew the seam, and I'm like, what the heck is this up at the waistband? Why do I have all this fabric? I have put it in upside down. (laughs) This is two days before the wedding or whatever, right? So I take it out. Right. And I'm like, damn, I'm good, because I can make any seam fit, right? Right, right. (laughs) But the train was up around the waistband, you know, and the waistband was down at the hem. Right. So I take it out. And I put it back in the same way. <laughs> I was really tired. So
1: do you think. I was really, really tired. Okay, I remember that there was a person who was kind of helping you a little bit. Or she said she was helping you. And she she told me that you were, were doing that because you didn't want Hillary to, <laughs> to get married. I remember saying that. <laughs> that was when
2: I actually gave her that day. I gave her my dress to finish. Yeah. I remember. Because I had, this. I, besides my dress. And Hillary's dress, I made 10 other dresses Uh for this wedding, including whom I call my wife-in-law, which is Hillary's stepmother. Yes. And, um, and okay, all of these dresses had beading on them. Yes. Yeah. Embroidery and beading, Uh every single one of them. But anyway, hand beading. So anyway, I put that panel in twice the wrong way on that invisible zipper, I'll have you know. Why did I not write up and down or <laughs> put an arrow on it?
1: We you we know just did an episode on marking pens, right? Yes, a couple of weeks ago. I could have, I could, you know, write yourself a novel. I could have novel. done whatever I want. I mean, yes. you know,
2: like, anything. Give me a break. Yeah, but you know, like I said, <laughs> there I am ripping out this silk satin, you know. And but anyway, it worked out, and you know, I wanted to use it because it had some embroidery on it. I didn't want to have to like well, no, cut yeah. it. You
1: that that right. was
2: right. So anyway. Even the best of us do us things. <laughs> I do remember one time putting an invisible zipper in at like three o'clock in the morning. And you guys have to know I can almost do these blindfolded. And I put it in like four times. And what I really realized is I think I had it right the first time. I just was so tired. <laughs> well, I was just so tired.
1: This just happened to you. Let's, I think we can wrap this up with don't sew something important or complex while you are upset or tired. But also upset. Okay. I wanna bring up the upset part. Okay. Upset. Because I think sometimes we try to sew when we are upset to make ourselves happier, right? So recently, once again, the zine, we were sewing up a vagina pillow, weren't we? Yes. (laughs) And you went to sew in the invisible zipper. And you sewed it in, and you were like, "I've done it wrong. I'm so I just, I'm so angry that we have not this." And I was like, "Wait, just wait, mom." And you're like, "No, no, I know how to sew these invisible zippers." In. No, she was just. I know it was off camera. No one's gonna believe me. Mom was a little mean about this invisible zipper, and I said, "Just wait." And I like zipped it up. I was like, "No, look, you did it right because we were doing the piping." With the invisible yeah, zipper, okay. It was in the piping, and the reason mom was angry is not because she had to, not because necessarily she had to make a vagina pillow, but she had ordered one, and it was subpar, it was substandard to me. It did not meet our specs. Okay, that's right. Um, and specifications, not speculum. Uh, well, plus it was a gift. I why wasn't going give... to laugh at that joke. That was a really funny. Joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Somebody laughed at it. I hope so. In
2: their car, driving to
1: work. And We didn't cut out the silence there or anything. <laughs> like, she just went on. She just didn't even laugh at my <laughs> speculum joke, just so you know. But, yeah, we, we weren't, we you thought well, we were. are in the spectrum of things. <laughs> that's not as funny. I'm not laughing at that because you didn't laugh at mine. <laughs> Oh my God. We'd ordered one. You'd ordered one. We thought we were just going to add some, you know. Well, it
2: was like Christmas time and I had to get this. And this girl was like leaving town, you know. And I was responsible for getting this gift for three other people. And I ordered this pillow. And of course, they don't give me a tracking number. Right. It comes like three days before I need the new vagina. <laughs> and <laughs> even that, and I even knew I was going to have to do some things to the pillow. Right. We were going to have to put bruises on it. Right. And it comes and I just I just kept looking. I, I even like didn't look at it for a cup like several hours and thought if I go back maybe it's better than I think and it was just ugly. It was yeah, it was ugly. terrible. It was, it was
1: it was not high quality. Yeah. It was not what we wanted. And we're trying really hard right now to like like outsource some stuff. I feel like. Yes. It's like we need to let someone else do something. Like, okay, maybe we can't hand make every Maybe I don't pillow. have to make everything okay. in the whole yes, world. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. You know, right. like, okay, we need to focus on what's important. But no, we we had to do it. Don't have to make 42 wedding
2: dresses for someone's wedding. That's and, right. Yeah. That's right. And, exactly. And beat 110 candles and whatever it was.
1: Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, I
2: beaded all those candles. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I w- was I nicer was that I- my wedding was less stressful a little bit? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I think maybe. <gasps> All well, right. Well, no, you had that meltdown about the pole in the middle of the tent. You weren't town. even
1: there. You didn't even see the meltdown. Mallory,
2: that meltdown lasted for like a half a day. I
1: went in my car and I did that, it. it no, no, you didn't. No, no.
2: I got calls.
1: <laughs> you didn't
2: see it. I got calls. You didn't see I it. I got
1: calls. She's just trying to make Mallory, me feel bad Mallory's, again. Mallory's freaking out. Mom, you better get down here. I went and cried in my car. I don't know what else I could have done. Okay. <laughs> All right. So mark your wrong and the right sides of your fabric. Mark your left and your right sleeves or pant legs or shirt fronts or and shirt backs. And mark your nap. And mark your nap.
2: So if you've got velvet or corduroy or what's what what's got nap Everything's got so you know the most bizarre things have nap nowadays that you don't even expect but some you know any velour of any sort could have a nap mark it you know put an arrow up or down decide
1: you know and put them all in the same direction and know that you need to cut that way right right okay well we think we'll have more uh, mistakes that you can avoid in the future. But let's just recap. You can get those labels going with your painter's tape. Mm-hmm. And then you can also label your pattern piece if you wish. Going right on the wrong side of the pattern piece which side of your body it goes to. Right. Okay? I think that's a good good tip. I'm going to implement that all the time now. All right. You can get a hold of me at Mallory at SewHere.com. You can follow us on Instagram. We're at ZD Sewing Studio and at The Self-Sewn Wardrobe. And thank you for listening. So long
2: and so happy.
0: Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer.